Issue number one of Luddite had pictures backstage of the O'Farrell Theater where one of my roommates danced. She was a fantastic writer and a good earner, too. Made nearly 500 cash a night doing whatever she did on stage and backstage, but spent just as much on what she put up her arm once she got home. Well, that's not right. She shot behind her knees and other parts, so the stuff people paid to see stayed clean. Her live-in boyfriend wasn't as motivated, but he did wear silver underoos around the house while waiting for her to come home. Like her, he had porcelain fangs surgically inserted into his gums. He was tall, pale, and very skinny. He grew up in Hawaii, so guess he had to hate the sun and all of those tan people making fun of him. Doll dresses with holes cut out of them hung on a wall next to the antique glass cabinet, guarding every My Little Pony ever made. When you talked to him, he'd do their hair with a special little sterling comb he'd carved his initials into and wore on a chain around his neck. Back then, you'd go shopping for rooms to move into and live in a place with a bunch of folks who had been there long before you and pay them around $300 a month. When I called back home to check in with my pops, I'd keep all the adventure and vampires in the stories, but I'd leave out the drugs because he'd get worried and I couldn't have that. Landed a job at a cafe right away. There were about seven people in total living in the house, but only two were vampires. The others were a skater punk whore guy who looked like a goat and always picked his skin when he was high, but who had a good heart and let you smoke his cigarettes, so he was okay by me because they were cools, which I enjoyed every now and then. He shared his room with a rather large girl who had, like many girls in San Francisco, lost herself in the madness of the city and was drowning herself in junk, thinking it was love. The other two spots were always rotating around and, for some reason, were always a couple. Now, when I first moved in, and even after a few months of family meetings, I had no idea they were junkies. Had never seen heroin, other than in the movies. Most my friends could afford back in Kansas City was some low-level speed that I was never really much into. Looked like crushed orange nerds. Burroughs lived around where I grew up, but he had already made it and could afford his habit. After we agreed on everything and I moved my things in, Valerie, the female vamp, told me that she and Darren D., her man, would be performing that night at the Trocadero and they'd put me on the list. Went downstairs and across the street to look at what was about to be my new home. The outside of the building was purple with golden trim. There was this hard clamshell awning hanging over the top of the stoop. Three apartments actually in there, but ours was the top. You could see two giant oval windows looking over the top like eyes that had lost their lids. There were two levels to the one we lived in. The skater-punk goat-face boy and his heavy girlfriend lived on the first floor, and next to them was the room that people were always moving out of. A staircase sprang from the living room to the next floor, which is where my room and the vampires were. Was just off to the side of the old 50-foot ballroom with giant windows that looked over the city. The view was incredible. A long hallway led down to the vampires' room, which was far enough away from me that pretty much made the entire ballroom mine. In the middle of the hallway, a deck looked out over the rooftops. Called up my pops, but my mom said he had just gone to sleep, as the medicine was making him sleepy. She put the phone up to his ear and let me tell him about my new place. 
pretty sure it got into his ears. Half asleep, I could hear him say through his dreams, I never had a doubt. Part three. Enjoy. The man holding the ropes and struggling to stay within his T-shirt said, You got good people looking out for you, honey. Getting on the list tonight was nearly impossible. I used to have that. His kind voice didn't match the rattling chain connecting his nose ring to his ear. Inside, the music was pretty heavy house, I guess, though I can't be sure. Never knew the difference between techno and house, but I didn't much like either of them. First time I heard Public Enemy, I couldn't hear anything else. Couldn't gauge how big the place was because the low lighting mixed with black walls took away my depth perception. No doubt that if you had turned the lights on, it would have been just another room.